Hey there, Koejo here, and I understand that running your own Facebook ads can be quite complicated and intimidating, and yet, at this point, you're not ready to hire out Facebook ad management. So, if this is you, I can teach you how to run your own Facebook ads. One-on-one, -on -one, unlimited support over the next 28 days. We will have three Zoom calls, and in between those calls, you get all the support and all my strategies I will audit your graphics, your ad copy, make sure that you're set up the way that's working best for my clients. We'll take care of all the analytics. I will coach you step-by-step step how to troubleshoot ads, how to know when to scale, and how to read all the signs so that you're equipped to run successful lead magnet campaigns and profitable sales campaigns and registration campaigns for your launch or what have you. If you need this kind of support from me right now, then click the link in the show notes below. It's the art of online business forward slash call. I've been doing this all along, but now the offer is just focused on helping you run your successful ad campaign within the next 28 days and the next five people get a pretty nice discount. All right, the link is in the show notes below. Back to the episode. Hey, my friend, welcome to the Art of Online Business podcast. My name is Rick Mulready, and I'm an online business coach. I'm an ads expert, and most importantly, I'm a dad. And this show is where we help established online course creators and coaches create more profit, more impact with less hustle. All right, let's get into it. What's up, my friend? Welcome to episode 631 here on the show. Rick Mulready here. And on today's quick tip, I want to get into a lot of you have been asking for more sort of behind the scenes, like what I'm working on in my business. What do I think about things that I've been doing or have done and sharing all that with you? And I don't have a good reason for why I haven't done more of that, but regardless, that's starting today. And so if you've been listening to the past several episodes here in the podcast, you know, I've been talking about a lot of money talk here in the show, right? We're, you know, I'm recording this on August 24th. So pretty much the last week of August in 2022. And there's a lot of economic uncertainty and, and all this other stuff. And so we've been focusing a lot on revenue and expenses and how to plan your business and, you know, what to do if there is a recession or economic downturn or what have you. And so, in the last episode here in the podcast, I had my bookkeeper, she's my de facto CFO, Emily Sandberg from cashflowcoaches.com on the podcast to talk all about strengthening the financial health of your online business. Emily has been a game changer to, to say the least for me and my business and really how I look at money from that I'm making, but also from the expenses standpoint. And I've been working with her for a few years. And so today I thought I'd share with you sort of how I've evolved, if you will, over the past several years about how I view business expenses in my business. I'm in year eight and a half of, of my online business. I started in January, 2014. We started making money very early on. Now, again, I left the corporate world in the fall of 2012, just to add some context here. I left the corporate world the end of, or the fall of 2012, and 
I didn't start making any money until February of 2014. I floundered for a solid year and a half. And so it's it's not like this overnight thing that all of a sudden I'm making money from webinars or, what, or from courses or what have you. No, it wasn't the case at all. But anyway, I was making good money in the first year. We doubled revenue in the second year. Excuse me, we quadrupled revenue the from year one to year two. In year three, we doubled. And then year four, we hit seven figures. And so, you know, and that was 2017. I'm not sharing this with you like, oh, rah, rah, Rick. It's more so like the money, the, the, the business was generating revenue. And I used to spend really freely. So it's like, if I wanted something for the business I'm talking about, if I wanted something, like I just went and got it. And there was no consciousness or intentionality around my spending, around whether there was any kind of ROI for the expense that I was incurring. I just went and I just went and spent it. And for so long, and it obviously it makes sense now, but for so long, the first few years of the business, like I always felt like I was making great money. Like, where am I? I think I know. I know so many of you can relate to this. I was making great money from a revenue standpoint, but I felt like there was so little in the bank to show for it. And you know, this is the first couple of years. I'll be honest. I didn't really track, and I mean, this sounds funny to say, but recognize the importance of really closely monitoring my profit margin. And then once I did start watching it. It was low for, for me. It was low. Like it was 25 to 30%. And I'm like, where is this all this money going? And so it was really frustrating. And it wasn't until, frankly, in year four, year five, that I started to get really serious about this and really change, start to change my mindset around the expenses and what I'm spending in the business. And again, a few years ago, when I started working with Emily as my bookkeeper, my de facto CFO, it really changed the, the mindset around looking at what I'm spending in the business differently. So if you heard the last episode, Emily shared, if you're in the 40 to 60% profit margin range, you're doing quite well. And so my goal was always to get that, you know, 25%, 30% up to at least a minimum of 50%. And so here's how I look at expenses. Number one, I kind of stopped just spending willy-nilly in the business on, oh, that sounds good. Let's go that, let's go get that tool or let's buy that or what have you without being intentional about it. And I know that that sounds funny, but like that's it's the way that I was doing things. And so now I kind of break my, the money that I'm spending in the business down into sort of two different types of categories. I look at like my my growth expenses, and I'll, I'll tell you what I mean by that in a second. But then I also look at sort of like, what are the standard monthly expenses just to run the business? Meaning like, okay, I, I use ConvertKit. So like there's a cost there and just like sort of the cost of doing business. So 
you know, tools, your finance fees that you have to pay from Stripe or what have you, the higher your fees, that means you're making more money. But I also look at it like growth expenses. And I could argue that I look at these that rather than expenses, I'm looking at investing, right? So I'm investing in team. I'm investing in contractors. I'm investing in my marketing, this podcast. I'm investing in my fulfillment for my accelerator coaching program, that sort of thing. Because I know that the investing that I'm putting into those different areas of the business, I'm hopeful that they result in growth for the business. If I am paying for my email CRM, like that expense, of course, it's necessary to run an online business, but is that directly related to increased revenue? You could argue either way. Like, yes, absolutely. You could say, Rick, you've got like, you could, you could pair or you could put that email CRM expense into your growth expenses. I just look at that as more so like, this is the cost of doing business. This is a normal fee each and every month. And so that's kind of how I look at the two different types of expenses, whether it's a growth expense or whether it's sort of like a cost of doing business expense. Now, with everything that I'm spending in the business, so Emily's te- Emily and her team give me a P&L every single month. And, you know, there's also a balance sheet and a a cash flow report, but the P&L I'm looking at line by line and I meet with Emily every single week and go through that P&L with her. And what I'm looking for is, is there an ROI on each one of these line items in my P&L? And, and I'm not talking just a revenue ROI. When I'm looking at ROI, I'm looking at it in kind of like three different ways, three different types of ROI. The obvious one is, am I getting a financial ROI, right? So if I'm paying a marketing person on my team, for example, well, I can directly attribute financial ROI to what I'm paying them. And I like to see a minimum, a minimum of 2x ROI on what I'm paying somebody who you, where you can directly attribute a financial ROI to that role. So if it's a sales role, for example, that's super easy to track other roles. It's not so easy to do that. And I recently did an episode here on the podcast about, you know, coming up with success metrics, for example, and measuring the ROI, if you will, of like an assistant, that sort of thing, where it's harder to directly attribute financial revenue from 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 a role like that. But anyway, I'm looking for some form of ROI on every line item in my P&L. So those types of ROIs I'm looking at are financial, like am I getting a financial return? Time, am I getting time back? So that's an easy one to to be able to track for example with, you know, like a VA or an executive assistant or what have you you can offload things off of your plate and let's just say they're doing whatever 10 hours a week for you well you are buying 10 hours a week back for yourself so there's an roi right there so i would say okay cool i'm getting an roi there of time the third category is what i call like stress and energy so am am i getting an roi on my experiencing less stress because of 
whatever, this, this role on my team, this tool, whatever it might be, or the energy side. Is this increasing my energy because either I don't have to do it or it makes it easier to do, that sort of thing. If it doesn't have, if I'm not checking at least one of those boxes for each line item on my P&L, I'm looking at, all right, let's get rid of this. Or I'm looking at, okay, if we get rid of this, does it drastically affect anything else in the business? And so that's how I started to look at the the expenses that I'm putting out, if you will, in, in the business. I also look at both short-term and long-term in both, and again, both in terms of the expense itself versus the ROI. So let's just say, for example, that I sign up for, you know, whatever, a year of Click, right? Formerly 10X Pro, KLEQ.com, which is the, the platform that I use for landing pages and course, you know, and funnels and all that stuff. So let's just say I pay up front for the year. Well, that's I'm taking that expense up front, but the longer term for the next year, number one, I've already paid for it. And number two, I know that that investment in that year long fee paying up front for it is going to pay off so many times over, right? And so I'm always looking short-term and long-term. Another thing that comes up is when we are thinking about making a hire, and this comes up a lot in our accelerator program, where somebody's thinking, oh, I, I wanna hire a, what's a good one here? What's coming up a lot is I wanna hire a marketing assistant to do you know, social media strategy and implementation, look at my email marketing and all that different type of stuff. And so maybe just as a number, that role is for super easy math, let's just say it's 60 grand a year, right? And so $5,000 a month. And if it, if they're an employee and they're on payroll, it's going to cost you more because you have payroll taxes and so forth. But anyway, let's just call it for easy, for simplicity here, five grand a month. Well, someone could look at, you could look at that and say, well, I don't have $60,000 to be, to be spending on this. So what I would do, number one, I'm not looking at it over a 12 month period. I'm looking, I mean, I am, but I'm not at first. I'm looking first at, okay, let's look at this in the next 90 days. That's about $15,000. And if I'm looking at it from that perspective, what kind of ROI can I begin to see within those 90 days from this role, right? And so if someone's responsible for social media and this is a big piece of the business for you and the way you, that you market and giving you content ideas so that you can make podcast episodes or videos for your YouTube channel or what have you, and they are doing your email marketing, well, you're going to know fairly quickly once they get up to speed what kind of ROI this role is going to give you. And so that's how I look at that. And so I, and I, I start to make some estimates, right? And so I say, okay, if I'm spending, then I, then I look at even further. If I'm spending 60 grand a year on this role and, they, and their primary goal is to, you know, to bring people and attract an audience into the business so that we can sell X, Y, and Z, then 
I'm looking at, okay, what, what's the potential revenue there? And so again, just as a simple example, like what if their work is going to create $300,000 in revenue in that first year? Well, now it becomes much easier to justify, if you will, that 60 grand because you're looking at, well, I'm 5Xing that ROI in year one. So that's how I start to look at it. And of course, you, you, you never know for sure, but that's sort of the mindset shift that has happened over the years where it's like, all right, if I spend this much money on something, on a role, whatever it might be, to go to a conference, that's always a good one too. I know somebody who recently went to a conference and you know spent money there just to attend the conference and they came away with hundreds of thousands of dollars worth of business. I would say that's a really good investment of both money and time to go to that conference. I want you thinking in the through the lens of ROI. What is the ROI of you hiring this person, you adding this tool, you doing this, you doing that. And again, it's not just financial ROI. It's also time. It's also stress and energy. The last thing that, and I never did this early on in my business for the first several years of the business. And I think I find that a lot of people don't do this. And I would really encourage you to do this is to whatever your offers are in your business, you want to be looking at the profit margin of the offer. So I look at profit margin, for example, for, for Accelerator, right? What is it costing me to run Accelerator? And what is it costing me to fulfill on that program versus the revenue that it's generating? Okay. So just as a simple number, you know, number one, you want to, you want to figure out what is the profit margin that you're comfortable with? Okay. Let's just say it's 50%. Well, let's just say I'm generating $50,000 a month on a program and it's costing me as a simple number, you know, $25,000 to fulfill on it. And, you know, because you have, maybe you have coaches or whatever it might be. So there's your $50,000 or excuse me, there's your 50% profit margin. Most people don't look at the profit margin of your offers. And then I've done other episodes here where I talk about how to increase profit margin. And so I would really encourage you to do that. That's something that I do. Again, this all comes down to looking at the expenses that you are spending in the business strategically. And that is what's going to really you know, improve the health of your business from a financial perspective and allow you to become a better CEO of your business in the process, because that's, we're looking, we're here to make a big impact and we can't make an impact if our business isn't making any money and we're not able to keep the business. Right. And so that's how I look at my business expenses and really how it's evolved over the past several years I've become much more intentional and strategic about it and really looking at it through an ROI perspective and not just financial. All right, my friends, hope that was helpful for you. Thank you as always for tuning in today. You're amazing. You're awesome. Thank you. Until next time, my friend, be well, and I'll talk to you soon. Dude. 
you want to avoid the seven biggest mistakes that burn through course creators ad money i see these over and over and over again and i put them together in a mini email series this is not fluff each of the seven mistakes i also have a recorded video tutorial showing you inside of facebook ad manager how to fix those mistakes this is good solid and it will save you money or help you make more money with your facebook ads click down in the show notes below you'll see the link and you can go download it right now for free